Welcome to episode 79 of the Boring Lies of Interesting People podcast. I am Daniel. And I am Katie Lady Lamy's Catch with the K Mesmer on the 28th PhD, aka the new little K. All right, Wait, well, there's something else. Esquire? Yeah, Esquire. <laughs> I don't know where it goes, so we're just going to throw it in at the end. I, th- I think that's what we agreed on. I think I initially put lawyer letters, but Esquire is a oh, series. Oh, shit, you're right. I'm not Esquire yet. Mm. Uh, I am JD. Take, take two. <laughs> <laughs> greetings, greetings, folks. Seventy-nine, blah blah blah. Uh, Katie, lady, love is kids with Kim as well. The twenty-eighth PhD, aka the new little KJD. I already forgot the letters were. JD, how's lawyering stuff going? Because we've been delayed a bit because you've been studying for the bar. Yes. So I took it. It's a horrendous exam. Seems like a bad time. It it. I mean, it used to be three days, so that would have been way worse. But, uh, yeah, so it's the first day is five essays, and then you have an hour and a half long other essay that's like a closed <laughs> universe kind of. Like, they'll give you information, and you're supposed to, like, synthesize it into a document that they ask you to produce. Um, and so it's just, like, a longer, more annoying essay because you're not just drawing on your uh, the bullshit that you've been studying for, like, two months but instead you're like coming up with oh like this document should look this way and should be written in this tone and like include all of this information just from i don't know anyway uh so there is that and it was i think it's like it's a six and a half hour long day but then they gave us an hour and a half for lunch which was nice but it also made the day what is that eight hours Six, yeah, makes it's, it a yeah. full day. <laughs> so it's the fucking worst. And then, uh, and then the next day, so it, it begins at eight thirty, and then the next day starts at eight thirty again, and then it's just multiple choice for six hours. Oh my god! So yeah, it's awful. <laughs> yeah, I got really burnt out in the second half of the last day, and so like I think a quarter of my test is just all wrong answers. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but I mean, you only need. It's a minimum competency test, so you just need a D to pass. So hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming it's not an easy thing to do, but the fact that it's minimum competency, I'm like, <laughs> oh. Well, I mean, and our um, our required number for passing in California is the is like the highest or the second highest in the nation. So if we need minimum competency, all these other districts and like uh, jurisdictions have like below minimum competency. Isn't that fun? That is fun. Are, is it <laughs> is it not transferable between states? I I don't know how any of it works. California is not, but there is a system called the uh well I guess there's two systems I think in the US. There's the UBE which I think is like universal bar exam or something. And then there's the MBE, which is the multi-state bar exam. Um, So our multiple choice is from the MBE. And then in the states that follow the full MBE, they have the essay portion of the MBE as well. It's confusing. Yep, sure is. (laughs) So, I mean, like, so every... um, Every bar exam is composed of both the writing component and the multiple choice. 
and um, California just takes the multiple choice from the MBE. And then they're like, no, no, in order to be admitted to all these other states that actually adhere to the MBE, you have to take the entire MBE. So California is just like, nah, <laughs> we're just going to do our own thing. Fuck you guys. And so, yeah. I mean, that seems like our move across the board. So cool. I mean, that's true. <laughs> like, I, I read something recently where in order to get on the 2020 ballot, anyone that wants to be on it, who to like run for president, they have to submit their like tax returns which is oh, yeah. a single state fuck you to like that whole like yeah, withholding tax. Yeah, yeah, it's I think it's really funny that we're just like mm, fine or you can't you're gonna have to play by our rules and it's just Oh, it's the best. I mean like it's the first time I think I've um like condoned anti federalism, so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> so when do you find out how do you how you did? In November. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So god. I'm I gonna be applying for jobs now and it sucks but and like i don't know right now or like right before uh you called actually i was looking at talent agencies to send a voice rail to cool. so that's the kind of job i want of course whether i'm gonna get it <laughs> it's like totally different thing particularly because it seems like all of like the decent ones are sag after which completely makes sense but at the same time like how do you even get in yeah, I, I listen to com uh, like a bunch of podcasts, as we know, and they talk about how you just get your SAG card from doing like a one-off commercial thing, and that works out. So I don't know how to get that initial one-off thing, though. Well, if you figure that out, please fucking let me know, because uh, this I, sucks. I... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Enough of this is publishing out there. Does any of this count? Probably not, right? I don't think so. I mean, like, I could be like, hey, this is my voice, and then they'll be like, ew. And then uh, <laughs> I would advise not, like... You have a lovely voice. I would advise not using any of our recordings because your side is fuzzy and not great. Mine, though, oh, mm, dulcet. <laughs> You've got the the luxury of having the ultra compressed Skype side. Oh sure, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Or you could just use that as your angle and say that's actually how you speak. And they're like, oh, she just naturally sounds like a robot. Let's Whoa. get her for all the robots. Dude. All right, we got it. We spun it. <laughs> I mean, I'll cut that part out. Yeah, yeah. For the second time, I'm editing for content. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you been up to? You went to a fun thing, and you excitedly texted me, and then I shot oh, you down. <laughs> uh, you did. So I, I, I attempted to call an emergency recording, even though I was in another state, and I had no way of <laughs> doing it, like, then and there. But uh, so Katie Bear and I went to go visit Alvaro, uh, our friend in Austin. He... Uh, is working at a college over there and he's studying minds. He's doing great work and stuff like that. So he uh, has been trying to get people to go visit him for a while because no one really wants to go to Texas, but we're like, we love you. Let's go to Texas. Also, we were able to crash on his couch. So it's great. Yeah. So uh, we went over to Texas, did some, we went like did some touristy things. Like everyone goes out every night and they watch like a million bats leave from under a bridge. <laughs> and it's not even like I I'm, exaggerating it's i'm actually probably underselling it it's like at least a million and a half bats that live in this bridge and every night they go out to hunt and feast and whatnot and you're just standing on a bridge as a cloud of bats fly underneath you and it smells like bat shit and it's crazy um but Gross. that was the second to last night because on the last night uh alvaro found out about this because around here we go to the local pizza place uh, occasionally and play bingo because it's 
it's fun. It, there's like usually drink specials, good pizza, and then also just playing bingo is kind of fun. It's quote for old people, but it's just fun to win things <laughs> without any skill. So right. Alvaro looked into something like that, I guess, and found out about this thing called BS Bingo that happens at this bar in Austin called The Highball. And okay. uh, I don't know if you're familiar with them, but there's a chain of theaters called the Alamo Draft House, Mm-mm. which is it's. It's like a hoity-toity kind of movie theater that also doubles as like kind of an art theater. So they do it. They do like one-off of big events and stuff like this. And they're now a chain where they still kind of maintain their kind of prestige, uh, despite still being a chain. And this is one of the first ones, and it has a little bar off to the side, which is the highball. And so we go to BS Bingo, and all we know about BS Bingo is that it's called Butt Stuff Bingo. <laughs> oh. So that is all the information that Alvaro gave. Well, oh, he no. wound up telling me more about it, but he gave he we for some reason decided to withhold what it was to Katie. Just oh. just as a game. And oh, I wound okay. up looking like he and I looked it up and we're like, oh, we have to fucking do this. So BS Bingo, Butt Stuff Bingo is this weekly event they do every Tuesday night. So it's gonna happen tomorrow night at ten PM, where uh it is adult themed bingo, as you might have guessed from Butt Stuff. Sure. And every week has a theme. And I will get to the theme when I get to the round it's relating to. But uh, So it's five rounds of bingo, but unlike most bingo, there's multiple winners each round. So the first round is just a standard round of bingo. And at the end, they pull up five people on a stage and they'll put up their hand. They, they hold up five fingers and they have to they play Never Have I Ever. And so they're on a stage in front of like a hundred or more people like the place is packed this is a huge event that happens every week and these are all regulars and then the three of us uh so (laughs) we go in and they do the the never have ever and it's just like you know it's it's raunchy stuff like i've never masturbated at work and some people put their fingers down and everyone in the audience is also has their hands up and the first person (laughs) put all their fingers down on stage winds up uh, getting to spin a wheel and win a prize. So <laughs> the guy wins, and Amazing. the prizes on, on this table, they include, um, there's a double-ended dildo, there's like a pocket vibrator, there's something called a uh, doggy-style strap, which we didn't know what that was, but somebody was kind enough to jump on stage, uh, run up to the host who was showing it, bend them over, and show them how it would work theoretically. And, oh. I, I, and I guess it pulls them closer. And yeah, it's a, uh, it was all very consensual, and they were clearly friends and whatnot. Okay. So, <laughs> so the guy wins. I decide to go to the bathroom. I'm in the bathroom. And I'm at the urinal, and I hear the entire room chanting "butt stuff, butt stuff, butt stuff." And I was like, oh, "Okay, that's weird." So I, I, as I open the door, people are cheering, and I look on the stage that's to the left of the door, and the same person that jumped up on the um on the stage to show the audience how the, the doggy style strap works. She is wearing uh, thigh high stockings, shorts, a body and a bodysuit. She okay. jumps on stage, pulls down her shorts, reaches between her legs, undoes the button of the bodysuit, which I learned how bodysuits are held together then <laughs> lifts the bodysuit like up to just under her breasts and bends backward. Like she's doing a crab walk. And I'm like, what is happening? So I go up to Katie and I'm like, hey, what's going on? And she's like, oh, the guy won a body shot and he asked for a volunteer to be the shot glass and she jumped on stage. 
the fuck? So they tell her that they're not she they're not ready for her. So she's like, oh, okay. So she like stands back up and she's just standing there like in her bodysuit uh, pulled up and then in her thong. And she's waiting for the alcohol. So they get the alcohol. They pour it in her belly button. The guy does the body shot. It's all... It's she's clearly a regular at this. It's all very at, above the belt. Well, not actually above the belt. It's all in the belly button area. <laughs> but it, it's all it's all fine. Everyone's having a great time. This is this is normal, which is the craziest part to us. So he does his his body shot. Keeps his hands where he out of danger zones. It's great. I think they like hug and she leaves. And he gets off stage and I think he wound up winning, like uh, well he won the body shot. So that's what he won. <laughs> So she gets off stage and she doesn't put her shorts back on. She actually yells at the uh, the host, and it's this guy and this girl who might be a couple. I couldn't quite figure it out. He she yells at the the girl host, "You got it in my panties! How dare you!" And they like laugh about it, and then they announce that throughout the evening, which whatever you just decide that uh, you are, whether you're male, fe- female, other. Uh, if you go up to the the front stage where they are and you show your chest, they will donate a dollar to the charity of choice for the night. And the charity of the choice is their version of like a a local animal shelter, and they're calling it Titties for Kitties. Aww. So uh, they announce this, and maybe thirty people run up to the stage and start flashing them, mostly dudes. But uh, bodysuit girl, she will now be known as, runs up, flashes her boobs, and decides, you know what, whatever, and just pops her bodysuit off. And spends the rest of the evening, boobs out, in a thong, sitting in her chair with her party. And she winds up being a regular character throughout the night. But this is the first instance of like, oh, so this is just like what she does at this. Because no one's surprised. And it's just like, oh, you. (laughs) So round two, another five winners go up there. And they announce it's going to be red light, green light. And red light, green light, in this instance, they give you two highly like colorful alcoholic drinks and they say red light green light back and forth and if when you're on green light you take you drink from the green glass if you keep drinking on red light you either have to take off an article of clothing or you have a five second delay and then once you finish the green drink you drink the red drink on red light only or something Mm -hmm. so that one's just a chugging competition basically someone wins they win a prize i don't remember what prize they win Round three uh, is the first time that Alvaro and I get involved. So they get their winners and they say, all right, so round three is the scavenger hunt. And what that means is you will go out to the audience and you may not take anything from people, but people will offer you up any of the following items. Shirts, bras, shorts, pants, any of that sort of thing. And whoever comes up with the most items of clothing wins. So they say go, and people's shirts just start flying off. <laughs> so Albert and I look at each other, shrug, and pop our shirts off, and just put our arms out, and the first contestant to run by and grab it gets them. So they they let this happen for, I think, like a minute, and then everyone's tallying up what they won, and the person who won had 74 items of clothing. Oh my fucking god. Uh, yeah, Jumpsuit Girl threw up everything that she already took off, just like on the stage, like, whoever wants it, take it! Um, so she... She and I wound up having an interaction after this because I go up to get because they say after the round, go up and get your clothing from whoever you gave it to. So I go up there. I'm take I'm putting on my shirt and she walks up to me and she just puts out her hand and starts touching my beard, 
Mind oh you, she's God. only wearing a thong at this point. It's a very uncomfortable <laughs> situation. And as soon as, like, I'm looking at Katie as I'm walking up, and she just sees the hand touch my face and starts <laughs> cracking up. She thinks it's so funny because I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> and she's just like, wow. And I was like, yep, cool. Bye. That's so, so weird. Round? I'm sorry. No, it was, yeah, it was, it was a, a weird situation. She was not like, an unattractive girl. It was just no, the most uncomfortable so... situation to be in. Hard it's eye... almost molestation. Like you're not, you're not exactly allowing her. Mm-mm. There was no consent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so round four is where the theme of the week comes into play, and um, the theme of this week was cops, the like the TV show. So what they're going to do is they're going to show on the big screen behind the stage the cops porn parody. However. <laughs> all, all of the sex parts are cut out. And your bingo card, instead of having numbers and letters, now has stuff that's happening in the movie. Oh, so, that's awesome. <laughs> so one of them I remember is like a bad dad joke. One of them is like unnecessary police roughness. One of them is like uh, just for no reason yelling 420. And all these like really, <laughs> really stupid things. So we're playing this one. And Katie comes pretty close to winning this round. And um, this would have probably been the easiest one to like go up and do and mm-hmm. the like least embarrassing one because then the five winners go up there and they're playing uh two truths and a lie but the truths and lies are porn parody titles oh my god so the one i remember was uh the orifice parks and pork porks and recreation and <laughs> brooklyn 69 which one of those do you think is not real uh por- porks and rec that one is real what the fuck? The fake one, oddly enough, is Brooklyn 69. It's right there, and it's not been yeah. made yet. Yeah. That's uh, odd. Yes, it is odd. <laughs> so they do maybe a dozen of these. Like, this part honestly went on for way too long. And then somebody won, and uh, eventually, I think this was the... No, round th- three's winner spun the wheel, and they won a butt stuff item. And they had, like, a butt plug <laughs> and anal beads. And I think they left with a, a, a small butt, butt plug. Mazel tov. <laughs> So then round five, um, the five winners go up there, and winner number five is me. So before they announce that, like, they're just doing standard bingo, and they're like, so if you guys want to win this one, you might have to be comfortable with taking off an article of clothing. We're not going to make you do anything, but we want to put that out there that it could happen in this round. And we all look at each other like, all right, cool, whatever. (laughs) So... We go. I go up there, and it's me, and it's uh, a girl, myself, and th- three dudes. So there's five people. Mm-hmm. And they get us on stage, and they ask for a volunteer. And the volunteer comes up. She sits in the chair. I'm like, all right, so what's your name? They say her name. And like, so we're going to show a video behind us, and it's going to kind of break down what's going to potentially happen this evening. In our, uh, and she, they announced this before they show this video, in our striptease round. In our lap dance round. Oh, no. So they show this video, <laughs> and there's there's five scenes, basically. The first scene is, like, a guy and girl, and there's, like, like a girl sitting in the chair, and a guy's just, like, got his hand on her shoulder, and he's just, like, kind of dancing in front of her. And then number 10 is two topless women making out in a chair. And there's there's other things in between that kind of build up to that, but I don't remember what they were. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they ask her, like, all right, so this is what you could potentially be getting into. Um, what are you comfortable with between 1 and 10? And all of our dancers here and everyone here is going to totally respect that, and you can change your mind at any time. 
She shrugs and goes, I don't know, fuck it, ten. Oh, my God. <laughs> and they're like, all right, you heard her. You're able to go up as, just about as far as you want. One rule we have here, you have to keep on your underwear. Just You have to keep on your bottoms. If you take them off, we could lose our liquor license. Everyone understand? And the uh, people on stage are like, okay. They're like, all right, this is your last chance to get out. And the girl ahead of me leaves. Oh, no. And then I was like, uh, all right, cool. And the guy behind me leans over. He goes, I, I don't know if I should do this or not. I was like, what's wrong? He says, the the one in the chair is my best friend's girlfriend. Oh, I was like, no. I was like, no, dude, you have to leave. You have to get off stage right now. <laughs> so he leaves. And I think one other person leaves. And they're like, all right, cool. So they can tag people in for them if they, anyone in their like group of friends wants to come up or if we have any like volunteers that want to sub. So... I look over and like there's suddenly now six people in line because oh, somebody decided they just wanted to do it bad enough that they just wanted to do it. And they start playing the music and I realize that I'm the first person to go. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh no, like this would have been fine. Maybe if I wasn't the first person and I just like, I do this like awkward shimmy where I'm kind of like running like a, I don't know, like a snake would run or something. <laughs> just like wiggling my body back and forth like a Mr. Bean dance, I guess. And I reach into my pocket and I hand the girl a quarter and I just go, I'm so sorry. And I just jump off the stage and run away. <laughs> the guy behind me, uh, who is just like another sort of awkward dude like me, kind of walks up to her and like shakes his butt in front of her and then like eventually leaves. The person who subbed in for the third person, or yes, I don't know. Anyway, that, that part doesn't actually really matter. But person number three is suddenly bodysuit girl. Not sure where she came from, but she put on uh, her shorts. She put them back on over her thong and her stockings. And she is mad that the first two of us were so tame and boring. So she runs up to the girl, makes out with her hard like is just going at her making it like kissing her neck and strips down herself down to just her thong again and then strips the girl in the chair down to just her underwear and she is loving it like okay this is i i'm guessing what she signed up for and she's like <laughs> she's like they're like sucking it on each other's nipples and it's just a live sex act that broke That's... out on stage it's okay. the craziest thing <laughs> So we're like, oh man, she's got this in the bag. This is where it's, this is it. All right, cool. No one else can do anything. Turns out person number four is the girl in the chair's boyfriend. Oh. So he does all the same stuff as jumpsuit girl. And then may or may not have just like given her a little, little lick. I'm not really sure. He put his head down between her legs and got real, real close. Uh, okay. And you know, they've got their own standards and rules. He could right. probably do more. So we're like, all right, cool. So this guy totally beat jumpsuit girl, bodysuit girl. Great. Uh, fourth guy is up there and he's, he, I think, takes off his shirt and like rubs his butt on her leg. And he's like, I, I'm not going to top those, those two. So he gets off stage <laughs> and suddenly mystery person number six arrive, like just walks out of the darkness with so much confidence. And he is this just jacked, like bodybuilder, body type black dude. And I only say that because he then starts popping and locking, and it's perfect. <laughs> like, it's it's what I imagine Magic Mike is like, and it's just... <laughs> and he's, like, a gorgeous specimen of a man, and he just is, like, popping and locking on her. And it might be a professional stripper, not really sure. Picks her up, wraps her legs around his waist, and kind of does, like, 
a spin with her and then like bends her over and mock and mimes doggy style. She's oh. loving all this. She, he, the crowd is going ape shit and he doesn't even leave this. Like they eventually like, force him off. <laughs> no, they, they, you know, he like, he stays on stage. They pull up the other people who like danced me and guy number two. Don't go, don't bother going back up. So they just do like the hand over the head thing of the people who were, uh, who were just performing and last guy wins like hands down it was no surprise to the host it wasn't surprised to him wasn't surprised to anybody in the room <laughs> and so they ask him like almost annoyed they're like hey man so what's your name he's like the name's black lightning oh my fucking god and 100 professional <laughs> yes absolutely and they are like all right black lightning you're gonna go ahead and spin the wheel and they start spinning the wheel it goes like two clicks and they stop the wheel and they look oh look at that you won butt stuff so they just like rigged it so he won butt stuff and he left with the anal beads and then we could not stop thinking about this night until i don't know well after we got home we felt like (laughs) we felt like we witnessed a crime or that we were in some kind of like prohibition like back room where none of this should have been happening and that does kind of sound like what it is yeah but it is the middle of texas but it's austin it's yeah, yeah austin right yeah, it's but here's the thing. It's every week. It's been going for years, and uh, then the next week, Alvaro went back, and oh. the theme of that week where they showed the porno was the Lion King. Uh oh. And he sent us some Snapchats of that, and that was a nightmare. <laughs> and then tomorrow night's theme that they're doing is uh, Hell's Kitchen, which. Oh, that's horrific. I don't know what that porn would be, but I imagine someone doing a terrible British accent while screaming at people while holding a knife. So uh, I think we got (laughs) the... I think Lion King would have been the most uncomfortable one. Cops was maybe the funniest. And then I really want to know what's going on with Hell's Kitchen. So I think... I think Alvaro might be a regular. And he's like, we're like, dude, you have to like take dates here. You have to take friends like... (laughs) Dates? Yeah, totally. (laughs) No, I know. I just like... I don't know. As long as it's not a first date. Yeah, if it's well, I don't know. It winds up kind of being like a, a, just a, I don't know. Are you down with how weird our fun could be? And then I'm like, don't get me wrong. It was so fun. Everyone, <laughs> everyone was on the same page. The energy was great, and it was like such a positive vibe. And like they kept like, like like going on about like consent, like you know. Body shot. That's true. Body shot. Yeah. Keep your hands and like not away from the bad zones and like no one was there against their will and everyone was having a fucking great time. And That's true. Uh, I, if you're ever in Austin on a Tuesday night, I highly recommend it. It's definitely a spectacle because it's like it's super produced as well. There's there's two people on stage hosting who are pros at it, and then there's a third guy who's queuing all these like lighting cues and videos and. They have a thing where you can text. They ask a question while they're calling numbers. So it's not just them like calling off numbers where you can text this number and it's anonymous, but they they read what your answers are to these questions. And one of the questions is like, what's the weirdest thing you've Netflix and chilled to? So they are just calling out like awful things that are on Netflix. That's kind of great, actually. And there's other questions and stuff like that. Like one of them was, what's uh, the cartoon character you fantasized about the most as a, uh, when you were younger? And of course, I think the uh, Peter Pan or is that the fox? No, the Robin Hood. Uh, fox. Robin Hood. Uh, yeah, the Robin Hood <laughs> fox came up multiple times because I guess that's like a thing for people. So it was, 
it was something and i'm like oh my god i have, I have to i have to talk about this in a microphone and we've we've since told the story to like anyone that will listen <laughs> and like my old my old band my parents uh my friend flavio like we're just like cornering them like you have to hear about this crazy shit <laughs> so yeah i mean that does sound like a good time um i do not know what i would do though if i were in that woman's position like because then you can't say anything below a 10 because then it's not a good show, right? But then, I don't know. She went up hoping for, like, a 10, I think. she was. Well, that's what I mean. But, like, if I were to win, I'd be like, a, I'm going to leave now. <laughs> the, the, the person in the chair was not a winner. She was a volunteer. Oh. They called, they, oh. they called like, a volunteer, like, so we need somebody who is going to be our lap dance recipient. And, and she it. was, like, okay. the first one up there. So maybe a regular, maybe super into lap dances, but game. All right. That's fair. Yeah. Other than that, that Austin was Austin's <laughs> cool. Had some really good food. Had some tasty coffee and beers and stuff. You know, the usual one of our trips. Yeah. That's good. Uh, what else have you been up to? <laughs> I'm glad you had an experience. Like <laughs> oh my god! And like, we just want to go back. <laughs> I'm actually surprised that's not like something around. I mean, I'm sure it is something around here, but. I've never heard of it here. I actually wound up writing them. I'm like, is this, how is this thing not franchised? I mean, it's definitely a lot of work, but it was, yeah. it was, there was no cover charge to get in and there was no like drink minimum. You could just go in and win dildos and they don't actually make any money off you, but I, I guess it's popular enough to where it works out, but right. this could be the next geeks who drink, but dude, I'm so down. Ah. Uh. Business ideas. I, well, right. I was like, all right, Katie, we can figure out a place to do it around here. Katie, Katie Bear and I can host. We can find other places where it can go. All they have to do is send out the videos and like give a, we figure out a number, do a Google thing where you can just text this in. Great. I've got all the logistics figured out, but I just don't want to steal their idea. So <laughs> anyone in the greater Sacramento area, please steal this idea. I want to go to Crazy Nights again. Yes. In greater San Diego area, just make it happen. Yes, I agree. Down here, please. I'm sure actually it already exists in Los Angeles. Oh, there's probably something. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I looked up just butt stuff bingo on Google, and <laughs> this is the only version of this by this name that came up. It might be something else somewhere else, but yeah, this one thing. Um, as far as stuff I've been doing, uh, nothing until Thursday when I had recovered from my exam. Mm-hmm. Uh, today, we went to the Natural History Museum at Balboa Park, cool. which is really cool. Uh, it was like the opposite of the time you had in Austin because it was just <laughs> all children on like um, uh, like school field trips and everything. I thought it would be nicer during the week, and then I forgot that like field trips were a thing because mm. we only had like two of them, but like the entire time that we were in um, in grade school like back where we live so uh but yeah it was it was pretty cool they had a bunch of um photography like wildlife photography that was really nice and they had a giant pendulum i don't know nothing really beats the academy of sciences but i'm spoiled so whatever yeah when we went they had a special exhibit that was all torture devices I think that was the, um, the Museum of Man. Oh, you were correct. I sit corrected. I'll sit over here. Because <laughs> I went and saw that, too, um, a long time ago when I was a kid. Um, 
and yeah, I think we talked about this last time we hung out, but um, yeah, right now it's like cannibalism or something, and it's been cannibalism for like a year or more. What all are they showing in this? I don't actually know. So that's that place is like completely separate from the Natural History Museum. Natural History Museum is just like this is the stuff that existed like in the Cretaceous period, and this is what it was like around like Southern California at this time, and that kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um, So you learned something that wasn't law. I did, and I really enjoyed myself. Well done. Yeah. I like animals. Cat, <laughs> <laughs> um, go eat your food. I fed you, you already. You just said you like animals, and you start screaming at your cat. <laughs> that could the time of that couldn't have been better. You monster. <laughs> um, what else did we do? Uh, two days ago, we went to the beach for like the first time since we've been in San Diego. Uh, Isn't it like so the thing nice. to do there? It's like Comic Con on the beach. Uh, yeah, pretty much, but, like, you know, I don't get out, so. Fair. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I think I've been outside more in the past week than I have, like, within last, the last year, so that's good. Uh, we did go see a whole bunch of movies, though. Uh, see, how many movies have I seen? I've seen? I've seen a whopping, I think, one, maybe two. I can only remember one. Yeah. Uh, what movies did you go see? I saw the Lion King thing. Did you like it? I wasn't really. I don't know. I wasn't impressed by it, but uh, yeah, that's what I, I wasn't mad about it. <laughs> I, the only thing I was mad about is like they like neutered my favorite song in it because I don't think the guy who played Scar can sing. So be prepared sucked, but everything else was that fine. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't go see it. Um, if you've seen I, the regular one, it's it's like that, but the lines look more real. Yeah, I don't know. I just like, I like I was excited about it, and then it became closer to the time that it was going to come out, and then I just like, there's other things I'd rather do. <laughs> so that's why it was the the Aladdin one. I just, I mean, I, growing up, I watched the Lion King, Aladdin the most more than any other Disney thing. And for mm-hmm. them just to do, like, a, a remake of them, I was like, eh, I don't really need to do that. I know how it goes. Yeah. And I wound up seeing The Lion King because we had a free evening, but haven't seen Aladdin yet. I saw the Dumbo one. I like the Dumbo one. Really? Because I didn't care about the Dumbo movie, but it's Danny DeVito, so I'll follow him anywhere. <laughs> also, like, they, they, like, massively expanded the story and made it super interesting. It's really just, like, a different flying elephant movie. Oh, okay. Just, I like that. But like the Lion King, it, I was telling my my boss today at work. I mean, I think the Lion King is longer than the original cartoon, but I can't tell what they added to it. So I don't. I thought they took songs out. That's weird. I think they may have taken song. They, I'm almost positive they took songs out, but story wise they added stuff, and I, I, it's nothing of note. Interesting. Anyway, what do you see? Sounds horrible. Uh, okay, so I saw, I don't actually know the order of these, but this is the order that they came into my mind. I saw The Dead Don't Die. How was that? Fucking amazing. Yeah, cool. I, I, I think that's actually, it might be in like my, my top five movies of all time. Yikes. That's, that's uh, Kylo Ren and Bill Murray, right? 
Uh, yes. <laughs> I, as you will follow Danny DeVito anywhere, I will follow Adam Driver anywhere. Fair. Uh, <laughs> I think he picks like amazing. I don't know if it's him or his agent, but he picks amazing scripts and Did anything see... that he gets, he turns into like a real piece of fucking art. Did you uh, uh, see Black Klansman? Yes. I love him amazing in that. in that. Yes, he is. Yeah. And um, like, it's not even just that his parts are good. It's that the movies that he picks are really good. Um, and I don't know. I'm just like really grateful that I saw him on girls and like really warmed up to him before he kind of became famous. <laughs> Did you see, um, inside Lewin Davis? No, he's There's, a- like a lot of movies I haven't seen, <laughs> but he's in it, but not for very long. And he plays like the silliest part. So it's a good movie. It also stars, you know, Poe as a, like a folk oh, singer. Okay. Uh, it's yeah. a really, it's a really good movie. John Goodman, Goodman's in it as well. Uh, slight spoiler thing a cat dies but you don't oh. see it but another cat's in it and it doesn't die and it's very cute so okay. i i want i i feel the need to give that warning to people who are sensitive about animals yes. and cats so there thank you, go. you. <laughs> you don't see it i'll check it out um yeah i i probably should just go through like his his list so i can actually say with force that he picks good scripts. Cause I'm, I'm sure there's something he's done. That's really stupid, but there's your podcast. Uh, you should do a side one where it's the, uh, <laughs> where I just talk about out of driver. Call the Kylo <laughs> cast. <laughs> uh, that's a good way to get a, a restraining order. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like the movie, I, I, you know, I don't like zombies, but like, it's, it's a really good movie. And like Tom Waits is like this, his backwoods um uh god what do you call them like doomsday people oh like Um, like a doomsday prep guy yeah he's so fucking great and like i don't know they just make fun of hollywood and the pacing is just so fucking off and weird and like um there's like long stretches of silence (laughs) like really bad dialogue like it's so good it's the funniest shit i have ever seen i don't think i've laughed at a movie that much like in years so i really really recommend it it might still be at our indie theater but we're about to be swamped busy but i'm curious Mm. swamped busy with what oh outside lands this weekend so it's just three concert days of music anyway right (laughs) um and then i saw avengers endgame way earlier uh which i how long has it been since we recorded has it been that long oh when did it come out (sighs) spring wait really did we already so. talk about this then maybe oh no, i don't could, fucking I, know all right like what fuck it what do you think <laughs> <laughs> uh i'm happy it's over yeah that's i, I but it's saying not... that out loud i think we did actually talk about this is it um, over though because there's already been oh home... no it's not over there's a second did, did you see all the stuff from comic-con Oh yeah, so like the, the the wall of movies that are coming out, and I only yeah. know like two of them. And like TV shows, and there's apparently a Loki TV show, and it's going to be fucking stupid. When we started this show, you had a very keen eye for uh for that, for that guy. How's that going? Oh, I I've moved on. All right. <laughs> I found I found you Kylo found... Ren. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think he's still a really good actor, but like he doesn't. I haven't seen him fucking in anything. And, like, his choice of movies is all stuff I don't want to watch. So, whatever. I don't think I've seen him as anything but Loki. But 
He was in a horror movie as like a vampire or something. He looks like a vampire. He kind of does. Uh, maybe that's why I'm attracted to him. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't remember what else he's done, but uh, I'm pulling yeah, it up. So... Well, uh... sure. Um, oh, I did and see... then okay, I've seen two more movies that are not in the Marvel universe. I saw Kong Skull Island. Which oh, I yeah. don't remember him in, and Crimson Peak again. Do not remember him in. Crimson Peak is the thing I was thinking of. Okay. Um, but yeah, he was in. He is in the beginning of Kong Skull Island. He's like the bad guy. Okay. I don't. I don't. Uh, so basically, at the beginning, he's in the helicopter and he's like a badass or whatever, and then at the end, he like turns crazy and like tries to kill Kong. All checks out. Yeah. All right. Um. Uh... The only movie I'm actually excited for for Marvel is Blade, because I think that'll be great. I love Blade. Like as a kid, I would watch Blade and Blade Two constantly. Uh, I saw Spider Man. How was that? I've heard not yeah. good things. So the first half of the movie is the fucking worst shit I've ever watched, and then the twist comes and it's okay for a little bit and then it gets really really boring again because then it's just like a rehashing of like a more well do you know anything about Mysterio? Uh, has a cool head in the comics that's it really okay then never mind I won't really talk about it because I think right. like the only good thing about the movie is the twist but if you know anything about the character you can see the twist coming from a mile away so um, I remember the trailer for that one was, that's Far From Home, right? Yeah. The, the, we saw the trailer before something, and it might as well have had that like 90s Beethoven sequel, like, this summer, Spider-Man goes to Europe. <laughs> yeah, and, and I was like, I was like, what? Are they really doing this? <laughs> it's like yeah, a it's, fifth Air Bud movie vibe. It's stupid. It's like, I don't really understand the point of them going overseas, like, I get it in the context of the like the Marvel universe as a whole, kind of, but at the same time, it just seems like an excuse to go film over in Europe, which I get. But I mean, I that know. was the entire last season of Parks and Rec. They're just like they're <laughs> in Paris, true. they're in Washington D.C. Like we we just finished rewatching it. I'm like, wow, they're doing a lot of on location things for no reason. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's okay. Like. I don't, I've never really been a fan of Spider-Man, and I think that that's, you know, it kind of defeats the purpose if you don't like the main point of the story. No, <laughs> I don't yeah. know. And, like, oh, that's what I was going to say. I don't like... Okay, so I have kind of, like, a two-sided opinion here. I really, really enjoy that they're picking people who look much younger for high school roles. And I also enjoy that the um, interaction between these high schoolers is far more realistic than it ever used to be. Like, when we were kids, when they made Spider-Man, it was, like, fucking old-ass men walking down high school halls, right? Uh, <laughs> not is... being familiar with each other. <laughs> How old is Tobey Maguire during that first one? I'm gonna look that up. I don't know, but he looked way older than Tom Holland ever will, I'm sure. So, um, and that's not a dig at, at Tobey Maguire. It's just, you know, some people look younger. Yeah. Um, but I just can't fucking stand teenagers. 
Yeah, a I, lot of that. I don't sympathize with them at all anymore. <laughs> Same. I like. I have a hard time watching Stranger Things just because it's the monster stuff's fine, but then it's just like a lot of teen angst, and I'm just like, I don't care. Yeah. Yep. I so like that movie is so fucking boring because it's just like, oh, will they? Won't they? Okay, great. <laughs> We've had this for two movies, three movies now. It's great. You like somebody. Oh, yay. Oh, there's a, a fake romance. Like, I, I don't know. It's just... Whatever. It would be cute if I was, like, ten years younger. What I'm hearing More is... More than that. Jesus Christ, I'm old. Neither anyway. one of us, like, appreciate youthful love. I guess so, because it's dumb. Anyway. So, I don't, know, <laughs> I don't know how old Peter Parker was supposed to be in the 2002 Tobey Maguire movie, but at the time of the release, he was 27. So, there you go. Jesus fuck. I don't know That's if he was old. supposed to be high school era, but I don't know. He had a job at a newspaper, so it was that version. <laughs> he could be 27 and have a job at a newspaper. <sighs> yeah, I guess. That's weird. Okay. And then, let's see. Like, between Avengers and Spider-Man, I saw Dark Phoenix. Have you seen that? No. Oh, it's the fucking worst shit I've ever seen. So Katie, oh Bear, Katie Bear has a very specific hatred about the character of Phoenix and Jean Grey. So okay. I, I could not imagine that we were going to see that in theaters. And then just to hear what you said a lot about the movie, that we're probably not <laughs> going to get around to it anytime soon, if ever. <laughs> I, I think you should watch it at some point just to like laugh at how bad it is. Um, That's one of my favorite games. So, <laughs> so But other than that, it it's really really bad um i i don't know that there's a portion of the movie that i liked oh so there's that <laughs> just because it's all angst because that's just what the story is and i think that it's something that should have remained in comics and not been brought to fucking theaters but that's my two cents. Um, and then last week, right before the exam, uh, we went and saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, and? <laughs> I, okay, so like everybody that I've heard review, review it in their, you know, citizen, not citizen, what the fuck am I, uh, non-critic. Citizen, I, I mean, up? if you want to call, like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> civilian? Whatever. Civilian, thank yes. you. Uh, civilian opinion. They're like, it's not his best movie, but I liked it. And that's honestly how I feel. Um, I think it's... It's interesting if you know what... Like... I guess what the historical monuments in the time were. Um, but if you don't... Like, if you're unfamiliar with Charles Manson or, like... Uh, interactions relating to between hippies or like if you have a preconceived notion of what hippies are versus what they actually were like I don't know I can I can see people like not enjoying it or not getting it or um, having a hard time relating to the characters I think but um, it's very interesting and it's it like most of his films I think it centers most on the characters and I think I think that's I 
I don't know what I'm trying to say here. I think it's a really it's it's a good film for like character study, I guess you could say. So where are you at with like where are you at with Tarantino in general? I think he's a horrible man. Um, I granted I don't know anything about what happened, but given uh, Uma Thurman's severe hatred for him and um, I forgot you know, about that. Just his like demeanor in certain interviews. I think he's a horrible man. Um, however, I think he is one of those tortured artists, you know, and <laughs> thinks the world is coming down on him because he's such an awesome dude or whatever. Um, so, like, I it's it's kind of a conflicting feeling. Uh, I guess kind of like my love for Kylo Ren, right? Like, he's an <laughs> awful person, but like I love him because he's a sad boy. I mean, the only thing with Tarantino is he's a real dude, but that's I get true, that. and that's what makes him worse. <laughs> so, like, I I don't know a lot about this movie. I initially was like, eh, I don't really want to see this until I remembered the like Manson tie-in. But mm-hmm. I was listening to uh, Never Not Funny today, and they were giving like their attempted a spoiler-free review of it between three of the people with the fourth not seeing it, and. What I've gathered from their their review is that the Manson thing is kind of a B story that doesn't that if edited a little better probably could have just not been the movie. That's not at all yeah, what the fuck I, that movie was about. No, it's like the entire plot. Great. The B the B side of the plot is the main character's side of the plot. So I think that's probably why they got confused. So the main character is this actor who believes he's washed up and it's about him like trying to find his way back to um feeling confident about his acting again that's the b b plot fuck what is it yeah the b story <laughs> plot b story um the main plot is his stunt double um gets involved in the manson cult after charles manson has left for san bernardino or whatever the fuck it was where he like went with his people and did his thing (laughs) sure i don't remember either so it's that's the main plot of the movie so i'm it's unfortunate that they didn't understand that but well the other thing that came up and it might be difficult to do the spoiler free but bruce lee so yeah i don't know i i saw that his daughter was really upset about it her daughter yes i don't okay um it's also, it is highly offensive. Um, however, in a Tarantino take, movie, what? Right. <laughs> but it takes place in a memory, and so I don't know if it's just that this character is racist, and the portrayal of the guy was um, was a racist portrayal, or like he over exaggerated, like his his style and his. Um, his speech because mm-hmm. it, it clearly isn't fucking Bruce Lee. Like the the guy in the movie is like really um, arrogant and he says a lot of stupid shit. And like, so I was like, this doesn't seem like him. And then like, he was basically a caricature of, of what people used to like make fun of Bruce Lee for. And so I was like, I don't know. I don't, I really don't think that, the portrayal of Bruce Lee is supposed to be making fun of Bruce Lee. I think it's a character trait of the person who's having the memory. I see. But there's nothing to back that up. So if 
Tarantino's just being racist again, then you know what? He's just being racist again. <laughs> well, here's a quick test that we can do that I like to do with Tarantino's movies. Uh, was he? Did he make a cameo in the movie? Not that I saw, Oh, actually. okay. Then I will not ask my follow-up, which is, did he say the N-word for no reason, which is his move? I actually don't think anybody said the N-word. Hey, that might be a first for him. Uh, I don't think they did in Bastards, actually, and I don't recall. Maybe not in Kill Bill. Anyway, cool. It's a second for him. <laughs> um, and yeah, there's actually no real violence until the last like 20 minutes so gotta love that slow build it's like a uh, how in hateful eight it felt like nothing happened until everything happened i didn't see that so uh well i mean it's tarantino so you know how they <laughs> go but uh it's a it's a western fate people mm. he really fucking loves westerns yeah he had a handful in a row didn't he i mean yeah. I, I really like Django. This I do too. I didn't love uh, Hateful Eight, but I see why people would like it. Mm. I'll have to watch it. But yeah, I mean, I don't know that I have anything bad to say about the movie. It's just, it's not my thing. Like, it's, it's slow, and it's deliberate, and it focuses on characters. So I can see why people wouldn't like it or would get confused or whatever. Um, but I, I would recommend seeing it. Okay. I mean, we plan to, like, I kind of hear like shrugs as words at, but the <laughs> yeah. story seems interesting enough that I'd, I'm down. So yeah, maybe in like two weeks or something. <laughs> For sure. Uh, since we last spoke, I went to a handful of shows cause of course I did really <laughs> only one of them is worth like describing really. Uh, I I don't I don't know if I've said this on the show, but I am a big fan of the Canadian pop singer Carly Rae Jepsen, <laughs> the one who did Call Me Maybe. Although I think that song is trash. Yeah. So I listen to her music a lot when I'm running because it's just like, it's upbeat positive pop music, which is actually all lyrically about like breakups and stuff. But whatever, that's that's the best pop music. Right. Uh, so. I decided, you know, fuck it. She's playing Bill Graham in San Francisco. This is going to be a crazy thing. I'm going to go see her. So I did, and it wound up being the Friday of uh, Pride Weekend in San Francisco. Oh, so no. So <laughs> all of that Civic Center area was closed off so they could have parades and events and stuff like that. And the, sure. en the entire front, like, area, the entire block in front of the Bill Graham Auditorium which is a massive venue, was just lined with porta potties, which is not a good look for the front of a venue, but it didn't really matter. Right. So, Carly Rae Jepsen's fan base is similar to that of like Cyndi Lauper from the 80s or Madonna now. She has a big co collection of her fans are either young, like teen girls, or gay dudes. And that's just normal for her fan base she's very outspoken about being positive uh lgbtq plus community mm -hmm. and stuff like that and she writes pop songs so of course little kids like them but then there's me <laughs> and, i was about uh, to ask what did you wear <laughs> uh, i wore uh what did i wear i think i wore my ron swanson black metal shirt and i oh my god <laughs> I, I think just i think i wore all black and i might have been the only person who was wearing all actually no no i saw one dude in a mastodon shirt that was clearly like somebody's plus one 
but I was the only, I, I, I feel like I was probably the only straight guy who was there alone. <laughs> and I'm just there loving these pop songs. And it was like the nicest crowd I've ever been in. And the openers were, were like fine, but like it was super low pressure. And then when she actually played, the positivity in the room was like crazy. Oh, it, was, it was wonderful. I love that. And I just saw so many dudes meet each other for the first time. And by the end of their set, they were making out really hard. Good for them, <laughs> fellas. That's cute. Yeah, I like it. it was a good time. I would recommend seeing her if you want <laughs> a big, fun pop experience. At the end, there was confetti and uh, disco balls. Good times. I'll be honest. I haven't heard a song of hers since Call Me Maybe. So. Uh, it's widely regarded that her, I think it's her third album called Emotion. Uh, one of my like rock friends on Facebook described it as that album fucks. Um, it's oh. <laughs> It's perfectly crafted pop songs that somehow is not super mainstream sounding at the same time interesting yeah it, it's like i recommend the song run, run away with me is my favorite by her or the b-side cut to the feeling both those are great and mm. they're just like disco songs that were misplaced in time and they're great <laughs> that's um, awesome that's a really good way to describe disco something. songs misplaced in time if i didn't already <laughs> title this episode disco misplaced in time would be it uh or something like that <laughs> So, I, I mean, I also saw Beck, but I've seen Beck a million times, and uh, it was fine. He uh, played last at, at Shoreline Amphitheater, which has a really strict uh, curfew, so he didn't play for very long. And that made mm -hmm. me sad, but other than that, it was, it was good. <laughs> and then this weekend is Outside Land, so Saturday. Like, honestly, this year's kind of not really super up our alley, except for, like, three artists. Mm -hmm. uh, so the headliners are 21 Pilots. Childish Gambino and Paul Simon. Uh, weird. <laughs> it's always kind of weird how they have like the one legacy act. They usually the formula is usually a rock act, a hip hop act, and a legacy act. And last year was Janet Jackson was your legacy act. Your rock act, I guess you could debate it, but she had a band. It was Florence and the Machine, and then your hip hop act again. I guess you could debate hip hop debate hip hop qualities was The Weeknd. But like the next step down for that one was like Janelle Monet and Beck and Father John Misty and churches, which is where I was at. Right. Uh, so the headliners last year, I think we saw half of Florence's set and then like a few songs of Janet. And Beck was playing at the same time as The Weeknd, so I didn't see a second of The Weeknd, and that's fine. <laughs> but this year, the headliner on Friday is 21 Pilots, and the band leading into them, I just don't really care about either. It might be Blink-182, actually. Oh my god. Yeah, it's a crazy weekend. Like, it's all over the place, but not in ways where it's, like, super appealing to me. <laughs> so we're going to see the Counting Crows on Friday and oh. and leave by 8 o'clock. That sounds great. <laughs> uh, and then fr Saturday's the only one we're saying to the end, and that one is headlined by Childish Gambino. Sure, and, that makes sense. Yeah. And then, I'm sure that's going to be fucking crazy, though. Yes, it's going to be insane. I already imagine it's going to be similar to when we saw um, the Muppets play, as weird as that sounds. <laughs> so we saw Dr. Teeth and Electric Mayhem, and immediately after them was Chance the Rapper, right when Chance the Rapper was exploding. Like, he's huge now. It felt like he was bigger then. And mm -hmm. the crowd was just pushing forward, and it was like tens of thousands of people trying to stand in the same spot and we were trying to leave and it took us a half hour to get out of this mass of people which when dr teeth was playing was not there <laughs> so we imagine it's going to be like that and we're going to be in it yeah 
And then uh, other people that day is Santa Gold. Um, Mike Birbiglia is doing some stand-up at their side stage. That should be cool. Mm-hmm. I'm going through the schedule thing. This person named Kick, uh, Cupcake that does absurdly sexual like hip-hop, including a song that ha- uh, called Squidward Nose, which is about a dick. And then uh, uh, that's like the worst way to describe a penis, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's fine. <laughs> uh, and then Sunday, oh, Saturday is also Hoosier, but we're not going to see a second of him because he's playing <laughs> on the other side from Gambino, and also, eh, I don't need that. That sucks for him, like to be against Gambino. Yeah, it's going to be lightly occupied. And then Sunday is headlined by Paul Simon, but he's against uh, Anderson Pack. And that's going to be two very different crowds. And we're in the Anderson Pack crowd. I don't know. I don't think I know who that is. He is somebody who's kind of getting big right now who does like uh, live hip hop kind of soul stuff. And it's really cool. Okay. Huh. Uh, but he also usually drums while he sings. That's cool. I and, like that. Yeah, it should be cool. And yeah, it's it was honestly kind of hard padding out our day. But like we're able to do stuff that we normally skip. Like we're probably gonna just going to for shits and giggles, go to, like, their EDM stage and just see what the hell is going on over there. <laughs> and then get offered ecstasy and then run away. Dude, that happened when we saw Lionel Richie. We were off. We were offered cocaine and acid when we were waiting for Lionel Richie and people were trying to get water from us. And we are just like, what? No, we didn't agree to that exchange. You planned poorly for your drug trip. Go leave and get water. I'm not your dad, but I'm also thirsty. So, uh... Busyness is, is picking up, but whatever. Uh, yeah. So that's that's all I have. Have you anything else? Uh, no, that's I I am slowly recovering. I've actually been playing, uh, like I think I've probably played like twenty hours of The Sims <laughs> since. That sounds great when you're stressed out about school. <laughs> it's it's good. It's been. You know, because, like, I took the exam and then, like, I'm focusing on the questions that I was having problems with and, like, because I knew I didn't know the law. And so I was just, like, trying to make an educated guess. And so, like, I've been having nightmares about it, basically. And, yeah, right? And so I've just been trying to, like, ignore it since I won't know until November whether or not, like, I did, I guessed correctly. Like, it it wastes time, basically. And so, like, The Sims has been helping me with that because it's fucking stressful when you have more than just one person in the house <laughs> it totally is <laughs> uh, so yeah. do you, what do you, do you have any well i know you spent a long time focusing on the law but do you have any cases or anything to to teach us this week uh you can say no it's fine <laughs> it's like we're i at, don't okay but there's something that i was talking about with dan had to do with the law is it um, how did he fought the law in the law one no, it had to do with community property, actually. I've talked about this twice in the past week after the fucking bar. I don't really know why. Um, but did you know that California is a community property state? And if you get married and you earn income after you get married, all of your income goes into this like fund, basically. It's not actually a fund, but it, it gets um, treated as community property. And then if you get divorced, uh, your spouse automatically gets half of that. Unless you sign a prenup. I did know that, actually. We... But did you did you know that it's not normal? <laughs> uh, no, I always assume that was just kind of how it goes, because that's the joke. For... So, yeah. right? I don't know how many... Actually, I guess I could probably look it up right now. But, like, um, apparently there are states that don't follow the community property rule. So, like, you wouldn't have to sign a prenup 
uh, states. Can Give you sign a, a postnup? Like, once you're already married, could you just be like, all right, here's the thing. If anything goes south, I get the cat, you get that cat. That, I don't know. That's the ver- That's the verbal nup we have. I guess it would technically be a post-nup because <laughs> we got geezer after we were married. Like, right. everyth- everything's going great, but we're like, you get, de- you get Dennis, I get geezer. Oh, of course. Okay, so it looks like the only states that have community property are Louisiana, Arizona, California, Texas, Washington, Idaho, Nevada, New Mexico, and Wisconsin. So anywhere else, you don't have to worry about your assets being, like, shared jointly. So, the, so congrats to everybody else. <laughs> the, the, the cliche thing is a couple's on the rocks, they get divorced, the woman gets half of the, the, the man's stuff, and your, your cis relationship, cliche, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Does he get half of her stuff, or is it just... It's, yeah, He's he gets half, half of her stuff as well. I think that cliche came around because um, women weren't us- usually um, uh, earning money. Oh, and course. so what what they would make usually was from inheritance or by gifts or something. And that stuff is not considered community property. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I think, I think community property was probably built because, you know women were trying to get out of abusive relationships and then had nothing because they didn't like have any job skills or anything. And so, I mean, it makes sense from like a hundred years ago standpoint, but yes. not really right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so that's about it. What's your recommendation? My recommendation for this episode is from the band, the bird and the bee. They are a like indie pop duo and they have done two of these albums of this sort now. And this album that they just put out last Friday is called Interpreting the Masters Volume 2, a tribute to Van Halen. So they're all oh. indie covers where the guitar is mostly, no, it's entirely placed by synthesizers and piano. That's awesome. And then they just do like, uh, and then the, the vocalist is female. So taking all these highly sexual, like masculine songs and putting like her spin on them is amazing. Because I realized I love Van Halen songs. But I hate that Van Halen's playing them. So this is the <laughs> the perfect way to do it. Because uh, David Lee Roth is so annoying. Like, he's uh, the, like, the clown prince of rock and roll. Like, Ozzy's, Ozzy's a joke. This guy is hilarious if he's a joke. And I, I just love their versions of it. And they're just, like, so much more interesting to me. And uh, they've also done another one of these. Because this one's volume two. They did an EP or something that was just Hall & Oates songs. And That's that awesome. one is also very good, but I, I think I prefer this one because I know the source material better. So, The Bird sure, and the yeah. Bee, Interpreting the Masters, Volume 2, a tribute to Van Halen. Now available hmm. places. <laughs> well, like... But go find those places on your own because we're not sponsored. <laughs> they're not, but like, I will say one of them, uh, Dimple Records is closing around here. So, everything oh, is... Shit. Yeah, everything is now 50 to 70% off. And I keep saying it's going to be my last time going there. And then I glance and I leave with like seven things. And then the next week we happen to be near a new one. So I go again. <laughs> I literally got seven CDs yesterday. I just got a new car that doesn't have a CD player. But I just can't stop. That was such a good deal. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I have a problem. But let's not get into that. So uh, It's okay. <laughs> if you'd like to speak with us, you may do so by heading to Twitter. We're at Blipcast. I'm at Overcourt. She's at Lady Laumis. Then facebook.com slash blipcast and blipcast at gmail.com. I think that's everything. I think so. Do you want to plug your, your Twitch thing? Uh, 
You could sure. Check. Why? You why could... the fuck not? I All mean, right. like, I don't know if I'm gonna go back to it because Twitch is kind of pissing me off lately. All but right, I mean, I guess that's not really a reason to stop streaming, and I don't really like the other platforms. So um, yeah, you can go follow me on Twitch at uh, Twitch.tv/slash/that-one-nave. Uh, should I spell that? A n a v e. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Right. Um, yeah, I've been playing um, Enduril. It's a mod for Skyrim, and it's like a whole different world. It's not anything to do with Skyrim. They just used Skyrim assets, and it's like a free mod for it. It's a whole new game. It's it's a lot of stuff. Um, so if you're interested in playing the game, I highly recommend that. And if you want to watch me, I think some of my VODs are still up. <laughs> uh, and I may resume streaming soon. Hey, maybe resuming. <laughs> oh, that actually reminded me of something I read today. I know we're, we're like wrapping up, but you saying a whole new game or something mm -hmm. in relation to Skyrim reminded me that they announced today they're doing one of those like live musicals on ABC where they just like do a standard Broadway musical, mm -hmm. but it's live on TV for some reason of The Little Mermaid. And oh my God. the person playing <laughs> Sebastian. Okay, the person playing Ursula is Queen Latifah. That's rad. The person that playing awesome. Sebastian is Shaggy, the guy that did It Wasn't Me. And that's oh my fucking that, God. That's great. That's amazing. Why it hasn't <laughs> been like that the entire time. That's incredible. So I, I can't stop thinking about that. It's great. And well, uh, well, you're going to watch it because it's yeah, a little mermaid. So It's a little mermaid thing. Katie Bear is going to absolutely want to watch it. But now we're both like, oh my God, Shaggy? Hell yes. <laughs> So look That's... for that on TV and stuff. Okay, bye. bye. <laughs> I've yet to actually get that with Dennis or Geezer. They just jump right on their food, but I, I feel like it's in their heart. They want to do that, but they're also hungry. It'll, it'll come when they're old enough. <laughs> All right, so we are good. I decided to switch to the other program, which really is the one I should be using anyway, but whatever. So, can you make some okay. noise? I am making noise. Sorry, I'm very quiet. There we uh, go. We went to... Well, I guess we'll talk about that. Never mind. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I am I am good now, I think. Ah. Ah. Okay. Ah. Ah, great. That's what I usually do, right? <clears throat> A Catbox Production.